The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Hi, this is Marta Gabriel from Crystal Viper and you're listening to Radioactive Metal. Tonight's episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Gato drummer Doug Inglis. Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a new Queen's episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 661, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, do you feel like you need more energy? Do you feel like your coffee is flavorless? And just doesn't provide the oomph that you need. Well, fear not. True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. The hottest, the blackest, the most metal coffee out there. Subscribe today. Not only do you get coffee, you get music. What other coffee does that? None. None. Zero. Zip. Zilch. And if they are giving away music, it's probably fucking Justin Bieber or something like that. We're talking metal. 100% 100% pure grade metal, awesome coffee, selected, roasted, all sorts of different things out there. I don't know near enough about coffee to talk intelligently about it, but the stuff I've tried, I liked, and I fucking hate coffee. So if I like it, that should tell you something. There's mm-hmm. flavor there. And I drink my coffee black, in case you're wondering. The black is your like soul. My metal. <laughs> so, True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. Snowman, did I tell you that I happened to meet Mr. Coffee Bean Oculta himself? No, no, I've been kind of waiting for the update with this. Yeah, so check this out. So here's how you get to meet him. You have to brew um, six cups of coffee, like, like you know, like a, uh, like a six-cup pot. You do that three times in a row. okay and then next thing there's like a little bit of smoke and then poof he's there it's crazy right on right and then if that doesn't work um you go to starbucks and you buy six cups of their coffee and you have to sacrifice it Mm -hmm. so you arrange five of them in like a pentagram kind of thing and then the sixth one you sacrifice on the pavement 
you know, and then he'll he'll, right. he'll appear. And when I met him, I told him I was going to say this kind of bullshit. So he was warned. <clears throat> but yeah, man, uh, him and his family were through here. It was great to meet him. Um, in fact, strange text. And um, I keep meaning to text him and make this story up for him too. But let's see here. Let me find it. Let me find it. He's like... Um, but you know what? I'll tell you this story off air now. <laughs> but it was great to meet Sean. I need to post pictures. He's like, I don't do selfies. I'm like, don't worry, I do. And like, so it's me being stupid and him like make a face like, God, make it stop. But um, it was so cool to meet him and his family. Um, his son and my son talked Godzilla the entire time. Nice. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Talked right. Godzilla the entire time. That's um, everything done right. It was, oh, dude. It was great to meet meet his wife Dana. She's super cool. His, mm-hmm. you know, all his kids because he's got three daughters now and one son. Oh, so, yeah, and his that, his youngest, you know. So yeah, so yeah, it's a good time, man. But you know, it was great great for our families to meet up. You know, my daughter hung out with his daughters and. She was having a great time. It was just really nice the whole way around. So, right yeah. On. So that's what's happening. What's going on with you? Right on. Well, I got to get my butt down there as well and yeah. do all this hanging out and all that cool stuff. You really do. That. I mean, for sure, for sure. Here, but, you know, you well, anyway. it's 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 the people that count. And like, I'm always like, whenever you know, Mrs. Snowy and I were talking about like well, what we want to do for a holiday and all that, it, I keep coming to. The idea of going for a car ride down the east coast of the U.S. Because we have 800 million people, okay, that we all know through the show and through the scene. And, you know, that that we want to see. And there's things that we want to see and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely on the list. So, I have to get my butt down there just to meet everyone. And Mr. Coffee Bean Ocalta is definitely on the list speaking of which uh let's uh start off by dropping a track for this week's mandatory metal segment brought to you by the good folks at a true cobalt coffee the new cerebral rot excretion of mortality came across my desk and ha ah, this is a killer, killer, brutal death band. That um, it's like if you like if you like your killer, brutal death, you've already are familiar with them. So let's uh, drop the title track for tonight's mandatory metal. This is cerebral rot. Thank you. 
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Hey, dude, what's going on? So I am listening to that Kiss record I talked about last week, live from the Soundboard Tokyo, um, a lot. I really like it way better than I even you know realized when I was talking about last week. Um, but I also discovered something new through Apple Music this week. Have you heard of Spatial Audio? Spatial Audio, no. Spatial Audio. So... You remember, okay, let, let's let's take our listeners through a trip here down memory lane. So, Snowy, do you remember the 60s and 70s? Um, <laughs> can't, can't say I do. I don't like, understand well, I, why. I can, remember, I, I, I can remember half of the 70s. Okay. Well, do you remember a little thing called quadraphonic sound? Uh, well, mm, I'm sure, I'm sure, but just to say it now. Okay, so uh, apparently, like, this is just the audio nerd me. But, like, so you had quadraphonic sound. You had to have a special record player, a special record needle. The records had to be mixed a specific way, and you'd have four speakers instead of just two, instead of stereo. And so the sound would be coming out, you know, kind of almost like a precursor to surround sound I, is the way I kind of understand it. And then fast forward through the 90s. Remember, we had DVD audio. Right. Mm -hmm. And DVD audio is, again, like taking advantage of like the the 5.1 surround sound. You can mix mix your records in that and all that sort of stuff. And um, now so this spatial audio, um, it's Dolby Atmos. Right. And so Dolby is what gives us surround sound. Right. Um, So you've got this way of mixing is the best way to put it and and this and i'm still trying to understand it because i only you know heard about it and started trying it the other day as of right now it's kind of proprietary to your apple music and having specific types of headphones for it to work you can turn it on all the Mm -hmm. time but i haven't tried it with like the non apple specific headphones but um essentially you feel like you're in the room with the person Ah. Like they they gave an example of like I think it was Marvin Gaye's What's Going On or something like that. And it was blowing my mind how it felt. And now, here's the interesting thing. Like they have like these modern records that feel like you're there. And to me, those sound worse. I'm like, oh, I'm really not digging this. But they took the Beatles Abbey Road and it's mm. mixed spatially. Dude, holy crap, I was losing my mind. Like, losing my <laughs> mind. Like, I'm hearing stuff in Paul's bass lines I'd never heard before. I'm hearing things in the guitars I've never heard before. And I've listened to these records a lot. And it's like, holy yeah. shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Like, you really feel like you're there. Now, I haven't tried it yet. My goal this week is to, you know, make some time and really sit down to experience it. But that new Gojira record that I keep going on and on and on about, Fortitude, mm-hmm. um, I found out that is spatial audio. Oh. So I've listened to that quite a few times already. And I can't wait to sit down, listen to it through spatial audio and see what happens. Like, I am hoping this is going to be an insanely amazing experience. And the thing is, like, knowing Gojira and what they're going for, like, I think it's going to be 
very close to what I experienced with the Beatles. Like that, that's, that's my anticipation. That's my expectation. I hope I meet it. But yeah, so that's one thing that's going on. Um, do you remember the band Halloween? Yeah. Yes. Did <laughs> you know still around. apparently they never stopped? They're still around. Yes. Brand new record. Uh huh. I couldn't believe it. It was a new self-titled Halloween record. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember what Halloween sounds like, but this record sounds like Dragon Force. Uh, well, how hell Halloween are in like one of the original power metal bands, if you want to call them that. Well, good, Before, it sounds very power metal. Yeah, yeah. Before there was the expression power metal, or the word power metal just meant like there was. Oh, oh God! Like there was there was that time in the mid '80s when that you had thrash and speed and and uh, power metal, and it was all kind of the same. Like these these the subgenres really didn't have a chance to really distinguish themselves from one another at, at that time. It was still kind of fairly new. The, the underground there was hit, hit hit parader, as you may recall back then made a made a sister magazine called power metal okay and it only lasted a couple years and all yeah. that but i picked up every issue and it featured like okay when you okay anthrax yeah slayer megadeth metallica these aren't power metal bands no. as as we know <clears throat> the expression today yeah Back then, if you said, oh, Ride the Lightning is my favorite power metal album, no one would have blinked an eye, hmm. you know? Yeah, like, that's just... Things were things... much different in Canada. Well, no, this is the under the underground in general. Like, it it, it took a couple years before the, the expressions really started to get distinct from one another. So... Yeah, they were one of the original power metal bands, and I, they were also one of the original thrash metal bands. They were actually on a compilation album way, way back in the day before Halloween caught on that was called Death Metal. And they had, like, Running Wild on this record as well. Now, when hmm. you go back, like, if you, if you Google this EP... yeah. You know, it had like Running Wild and Hellhammer and Hell Awaits and I think Dark Avenger as well. And I don't think any of these bands really, the exception of maybe Hellhammer, if you want to call them, you know, death metal. Wow, man. Like, yeah, that's just, that, 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 that was the times, you know, which that's what we went through. And I remember all this. And then I get into a conversation with some young punk today, and I don't mean a punk rocker that, <laughs> that wants that wants to give me the four one one on yeah. what was going on back in nineteen eighty five. <laughs> you know, it's like no, I don't think so, son. Sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up, and you know, shut your mouth, open your ears. You yeah, know? I can yeah. agree with that. So yeah, new Halloween. And... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. No, I like this is actually great because like, this is honestly the kind of dialogue I want to have when we do the metal fix. Because I'm like, oh, this is good. Because, dude, I didn't know they were still making music. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I, everyone. The main reason I even knew about Halloween was for the album covers. Some of the best fucking art around. Oh, definitely. The art, and and this one was no different. I'm like, wow, look at this art. And I'm like, Halloween. Am I reading that right? 
<laughs> so yeah, but like I listened to the whole thing very Dragon Force, you know. But I mean, Dragon Force is power metal, so I mean, it, you know, Dragon Force right. and essentially is very Halloween. So, <clears throat> but Halloween, what an amazing band name, and just how many great album covers with pumpkins and jack lanterns are there? It's amazing, you know. Great. Yeah, so I love uh-huh. it. So that happened, and then how about the new Fear Factory? Have you heard this one? Not yet, not yet. And okay. I haven't heard the new Halloween yet, and I definitely should, and I will. You know what? Halloween is very good. Um, I really enjoy the new Fear Factory Aggression Continuum, but um, apparently it's been done since 2017. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a lot of drama in the Fear Factory camp. The uh, last that's what I would ask you about, because I yeah. figured you'd be up on it, because I, I didn't even realize that Burton C. Bell... Uh, left um, mm-hmm. or is it C. Burton Bell I always get that wrong it's just Burton Burton, Burton. Bell is good enough Burton. for me okay but so like Burton left just recently but his vocals were recorded in 2017 but Dino was still finishing something up here in 2020 so Fear Factory fascinates me right because you had Dino Christian Burton um Herrera, Raymond Herrera, right? And they mm-hmm. were like this solid four until all of a sudden they weren't. And then Dino and what's his name? Burton leave, right? But Christian and Raymond stay and Christian starts playing guitar. Or no, wait. Did Dino leave and Burton stayed? I don't I don't know exactly. And remember it was crazy because they ju- they just kept keeping the same name and ex- and swapping people out and then all of a sudden it was back to Burton and Dino and the other guys were gone. I'm like uh yeah, because, this work. Yeah, Dino left and he or he was in Divine Heresy for a while as well. Right, right, yeah. Uh, see, oh, jeez. Now, I'm slipping, here's what I really want to Okay. Uh, what I really want to know is how long till we get Fear Factory Inc. <laughs> right? Oh, oh, oh. Right? Yeah, yeah. Venom oh. ink, all these other inks. Or uh-huh. like what's what's the other bullshit thing they use? AD. Um, AD, F-F-A-D. yeah. Fear Factory A D. There we AD. go. That's yeah. it. Fear Factory A D. So how long before that one? Oh yeah. Some yeah. some coming, someone right? is gonna pull that out. Pull it out. Fear Factory have been always very unique because yeah, they had like the industrial sound and all that, and they could have really caught on to the mainstream especially the digimortal record i think i thought the song linchpin should have been a huge song that was an amazing record oh it was it was but it 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 almost seemed like they were trying to bust into a more mainstream sound okay i still really dug it i just saw it just as a cool new new fear factory record when they first came out like that first couple records the only people that were buying fear factory albums was the death metal crowd they were kind of thrown into that whole scene you know because i think you know that record was out on roadrunner the first couple records that were that were putting out all of the obituaries and the old school sepultures and the death and all and all of that so they all kind of got lumped in into that which i was good with like this is just a great great band oh yeah dude it's, it's absolutely you know, and they always did <clears throat> yeah i'm just i just sorry no go ahead i was just gonna say it's just i don't think the only time we've 
yeah, I was I was going to say we've never had anyone from Fear Factory on, but no, we had um an ex-bassist of theirs, uh Brian. Oh, Brian Bellaher? Yeah, yeah, okay. he had he left and he started um 3 inches of blood. He was playing in 3 inches of blood here in Canada and all that. So Wasn't I think that was the only time. Also playing with um oh. The Metal Ocalypse Band. Death Clock. Is that it? Death mm, Clock. I don't know. I don't He's know. played with a lot. Like that's a name that I know. But, right. Like he he was like an he's one of those guys that showed up in like every issue of Bass Player magazine for a long time. Okay. Because he, he was just he well, he's a phenomenal player. And um he was in high demand. He played with everybody. Kind of like uh, Gene Hoagland. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Oh, for sure, for sure. So that's, yeah, I think that's the only member of Fear Factory we've ever had. And we've never had anyone for Halloween on, well, which is kind of surprising. we got to do like something about that. We need to do that. We need to yeah. uh, remedy that one. So, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. af- after almost 15 years, it's not, it's not who we've had on. It's who we haven't had on. Yeah. The, list, the list is shorter. It really is shorter. And I honestly can't believe we haven't had Halloween on because they're still playing. It blows mm-hmm. my mind. So, that okay, so let's see here. So, new Fear Factory. Now, check this out. New I Hate God record. Have you heard this mm-hmm. one yet? No, no, not yet. But I did hear it's out on Century Media. Really yeah. good stuff, apparently. Oh, it's fantastic. A History of Nomadic Behavior. Now, I'm aware of I Hate God. I honestly think this is the first album I've listened to. And for a band who's been around this long, for this to be their first record for me to hear and be like, holy shit, this is great. I'm kind of excited to go through the back catalog. Because it it was a great record. Like so so here's here's my beef with 90% of new metal, right? And I mean N-E-W, not N-U, right? You know, but like 90% of it just gets into this sound pattern, right? Like, um, I'll give an example, and and this isn't necessarily happening right now, but so Linkin Park came out. All of a sudden, every vocalist sounded like Linkin Park. Mm -hmm. Like, like that was the majority of what was coming out. I'm like, oh, God, you know, and uh, you'd hear that. And then, like, there's become like this. I, fuck, even the last, um, oh, who's the guy I was talking about last week? He lives in uh, Tokyo, um, Megadeth, Marty Freeman, right? right. So mm-hmm. he put out a solo album. It It's okay, but it sounds just so generic. Like everything just, there's this very generic, precise sound, which I like precision, but like when Fear Factory does precise, it it's Fear Factory. It doesn't sound like anything else. You know, like, you know, it's a Fear Factory record. And this, I heard, it's I Hate God. And I'm like, wow, this is good stuff. Like, it was real. Mm-hmm. And I hate throwing this term around, but there's no better term I can think of off the top of my head. But it's really organic. Like, it feels like people in a room together making music. It doesn't feel completely click and clock controlled. Like, there's a groove there. It's breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, dude. No, I, I get that. Yeah, I can't wait till you hear it. It's really great. 
Right on, right on. And like Fear Factory, I remember when I Hate God, their first record dropped out. And while they have, you know, that stoner sludge sound and all that, I'm assuming that's what it's like on the new record yeah. as well. Um, they Their audience, too, was the death metal crowd as well. Like their their first record, Take As Needed for Pain. I think was the Century Media label, and they got lumped in with all with all the death metal and all that but I as like well. That, and what's then? It was like, okay, these guys sound different, but you know what? It's awesome. I feel like the death metal crowd is just open to heavy. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, for sure, for sure. If, if 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 you're heavy enough, and it and it it touches you in the right place, you well, know, now, then hey, hey. <laughs> 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 which which that could be three places that the brain the heart and etc right right like fingers toes you know the etc that's right <laughs> right so um all right so i hate god and then last but not least it pains me to even talk about this but i have to talk about it so i can finally get it out but this is probably the last you'll hear me talk about Metallica for a while because uh, okay. they're celebrating the Black Album. Oh, you saw that too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. They've got uh, a picture uh, book for it. They've got the blacklist with all these other artists covering, um, you know, metal songs from the Black Album, and essentially it's just fifty people doing fucking nothing else matters. <laughs> um, I like I'm looking at this list. I'm like, who thought this is a good idea? How how many versions of this song do I need? Like I didn't need one version of each of these. <laughs> no, oh no. Let alone sixty, you know. So yeah, so th this th this hurts, and it's like literally taking me back to the depression and abandonment I felt back then. Um, so thanks, guys. Jerks. Okay, but I'm I am good. Okay, like when I yeah. when I first saw this, and it's like yeah, there's like eight eight hundred bands are all covering songs from the black album and all that and it's a very influential album and all that and it's like i'm looking at this roster of people and it's like miley cyrus okay i, I don't i don't yeah I, I don't need this record like i don't i don't you're right i don't i don't need 500 versions of some songs that i don't care about really and i i have the black album on a cassette i bought you know 30 30 or 40 50 years ago let me pull this up no, and let's talk just, about this uh, bullshit. I don't think I've actually ever purchased <laughs> the um, the black album. I I honestly don't okay. think I actually own a copy. Um, it hurt me that much. I might possibly have the CD. Okay, so let's see here. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven versions of Enter Sandman. One of them by Weezer, so that'd be worth hearing. Another one by Ghost. Uh, let's see here. Oh, okay. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven versions of Sabbath True. Um, Royal Blood is doing one of those. And St. Vincent, so that'd be okay, too. I kind of like her. All right. Uh, let's see here. Holier Than Thou, one, two, three, four, five versions <laughs> of that one. The Unforgiven, one, two, three, four, five, six versions of that one. Uh, DJ Scratch is doing it, though. Um, let's see here. One, two, three, four versions of Wherever I May Roam. Uh, most of them feature Metallica, which is kind of funny. Um, 
Don't Tread on Me, three versions of that. Through the Never, two versions of that. Nothing else matters. Ready for the count? One, two, three, four. Eight, nine, ten, eleven versions of Nothing Else Matters. No one needs anything more than the original. And I even turn the station when that comes on on the radio. You don't want to hear Miley Cyrus do Nothing Else Matters? Fuck no. You don't want to hear Darius <laughs> Rucker do nothing else no. <laughs> You don't want to hear Chris Stapleton do nothing else matters? No, I don't. What I about don't. my morning jacket? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm tired of the song. I'm, I just... Uh, yeah. I, I can't... Unless... You have to be... Like, you have to put a really, really interesting spin on it. And none of these artists are, are like, I'm talking a spin, you know, when, when Skid Row redid I Remember You and took that ballad and made it into a rockin' song. Yeah. Okay, someone has to take that song and make it a killer punk tune. Well, we've okay. got 11 You've shots got- at it. We'll see who, who does it. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's Miley. Maybe she'll surprise us. Yeah. Um, now, one version of of Wolf and Man, two versions of The God That Failed, one is just by the Idols, um, two versions, nope, sorry, three versions of My Friend Misery, and only one version of The Struggle Within. Now, here's, right. here's the bullshit about The Struggle Within. The band duo, in this case, um, covering this is Rodrigo e Gabriela. Have you heard of these guys? Um, I feel like I should. That, so, why is that kind of poking at me? Well, they're an acoustic duo that play flamenco. Um, and they, they really kind of came up on the streets in Mexico City. And I think okay. they started like in their teens. Um, they have one of the most killer fucking versions of Orion I've ever heard in my life. And it's just two acoustic guitars, but it's flamenco style, right? So it's not like, you know, every rose has its thorn acoustic guitar. It's like aggressive Spanish flamenco style, but adapted for rock and roll. And Rodrigo y Gabriela is amazing. Like if they come through your town, ladies and gentlemen, go see it. You're going to dig it. Um, I would like to see just... Rodrigo E. Gabriela do this entire album. Like, give me that. I'd take that before the rest of this bullshit. <sighs> um, do you remember okay. what Kerrang! did for Master Puppets? No, but I feel like I should. Yes, you definitely Oh, should. wait, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes, they did a uh, they did their own um tribute album to Master, different yeah. bands. Okay, I probably have that down in the snowy vault somewhere. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Um, they basically got you know eight different bands, each one to cover a song, and they put together their own master puppets. And it's mm-hmm. like and it's eight like legit heavy fucking bands covering stuff from Master. Like I only got one of each of those songs. I I could use more. I don't need eleven versions of <laughs> Nothing Else Matters. No, no, I don't. Okay, so this this yeah. begs the question. Yeah. They do the same thing, but with Master. Yeah. They do the same thing with Ride, and they give, and they do, like, do you need, like, 
five versions on one album of Creeping Death by no. five five legit heavy metal bands? No. Like, no. Not, no? Not at all. No. Yeah, I like one or two tops, but I'll tell you what I have enjoyed about the previous celebrations of albums when Metallica's done their box set is when you get it, you get all the demo tapes, which is Metallica figuring out who they are at the time. And I have mm. zero interest in hearing any of the demos for the Black Album. None. You're right. I mean, yeah, me too. No, I, it's, it's, like, okay. Like, it's okay. It's okay. The, um, uh, Puppets is hands down. It's always been my favorite album. It's all the uh, bonus materials, outtakes, demos, insane, amazing, right? Insane, amazing. Even the stuff I've heard for, um, oh, pardon me, sorry, I've been drinking. Uh, the stuff I heard from um, <sighs> Justice, really good stuff, you know. But mm-hmm. I have zero desire to hear any of that from Black, Load, and Reload. Now, not at all. When we get to um, Saint Anger, uh, my interest is back up. You know, because I'm one mm-hmm. of the few people that thinks that album's fantastic. I loved it. it I mean, I except actually, for the damn yeah, snare drum. I don't like. Yes, what I what I'll do is I'll put on that um, the DVD. When the the DVD, yeah. I didn't know about that until Rock told me, and then I found a copy, and that DVD is fantastic. Oh, it's, it is. It is. Yeah. You yeah. can kind of tell, okay, they're kind of returning to form Yeah. with, with that. But then, uh, uh, yes, the snare drum kind of killed everything. Death, Death Magnetic was one was one step closer, and I really like Hardwired. Oh, and dude, me too. It's, it's a fantastic record. Yeah. I agree. I think I think people that that bash Metallica now are doing it out of habit. Oh yeah. Okay, because we're you know us old schoolers, we're still stinging from the Black Album. We're oh, yeah. still stinging from the loads. Like, like there's just stuff that we're still upset about. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> you know, you know. But I think I, Hardwired is a step in the right direction. Hardwired's a fantastic disc. It really is, yeah. and honestly. Symphony of Metallica 2 is so insanely great from the record the audio recordings to the video of it. it it's phenomenal, right? Because again, you're getting Metallica doing what they do best. They play live. You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's what Metallica does, you know. For sure. No, um, I get that. Yeah, this this black album bullshit. But <laughs> I think yeah. I think we Apart from the first four albums, like sometimes you and I, we don't agree on all things, all things Metallica. But I think we finally, yeah, I think we've hit the nail, and <laughs> we've 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 hit the same nail with the same hammer. With this, I'm going to pass. I'm yeah. going to pass on this. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I I didn't think we were going to get into in depth and all that this though i was yeah. just thinking yeah. for a listen along maybe someday maybe we have to sit down and listen to this together the black album the this this insane oh okay this black this this blacklisted i would totally mystery science theater 3000 this shit <laughs> yeah i think i think maybe someday we need to do that yeah yeah that'd be a little fun <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, 
Just because that's probably the only way anyone's going to get me to listen to this. If I have to do it for the show. If I have to, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Do, do you have the track listing? Of what? Right, 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 right there of the blacklisted album. Do you oh, have everything? I literally just read it off to you. <laughs> okay, okay. But do you still have it up? Yeah. Let me pull it right back up. Hang on. Okay, it only takes I, a second. I'm just curious. What is Elton John doing on this record? Was Elton John was on here? Yeah, that's what I thought I saw. Hang on, hang on. Because now you say that, I think I saw that too. It's probably fucking nothing else matters. Oh, probably. Okay, hang on. Cage the Elephant, Unforgiven. Flatbush Zombies, Unforgiven, featuring DJ Scratch. I'm just, just kind of curious. Just kind of curious. I heard Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting on the radio today, and it got me pumped. I don't see him, but now you're saying that I did think I saw him. Hmm. Okay, hang on. Okay, well, oh. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Oh, <laughs> I'll find it. It just kind of popped into my head. It's like, fuck, isn't Elton John on this? I, on this fucking album? I don't think so. I thought I saw something about All that. Right. Anyways. Uh, okay. I'll Google that one. Continue on. There Talk amongst go. yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, if you are you done with your metal fix? Oh yeah. Okay, for myself. Um, okay, you know what? I was going to start off with something else, but since you mentioned it, yeah. Earlier this week, I and if I once again, I don't know. It's the July 20, 2021 issue, maybe in the U.S. You know, I, I Canada still might be behind a little bit in the subscriptions and getting all that. But in my hot little fists right now is the new Decibel, the yes. new Decibel magazine. It came earlier this week and it just it fuck it happened again. OK, I go and check the mail as I'm going. No, I'm not expecting it. OK, yeah, I'm going to check the mail on my way to go to work. And God damn it, if the new disciple, the new decibel is not sitting in my mailbox, son of a bitch. Okay, okay. So I took it with me. I threw it in my work bag and I thumbed through it while I was at work. The reason why I'm kind of bumping it up in my metal fix is because as I'm flipping through it, okay, and there's a lot of really cool stuff. Can it last? Last episode, you mentioned Red Fang. Oh, yeah. I mentioned in crypto okay one of the articles and an interview with the vocalist the return of the great pumpkins halloween <laughs> you gotta be kidding me <laughs> no no they're in they're in the new they're in the new decibel they're in the new disciple dude that's amazing yeah yeah we are so this show is so in tune with this magazine we are We've had people from Decibel on this show a couple times in the past, and I've said that to them. It's like, I don't know what you guys are doing, okay, but we, you know, we must work with the same people behind the scenes and all that, which I'm pretty sure we do. But yeah, yeah, this, then what is to me the new issue of Decibel, Amenra is the cover story, their new record, um, they just it just it's available now. D Dorn is available now off of Relapse Records. 
Okay, and this is one of the things that I've always appreciated about Decibel, about uh, about Decibel, because in this in this latest issue, they've got stuff from Enslaved, Monster Magnet, the aforementioned Halloween, Voivod, Suffocation, all of these legendary bands, Tyrakon, okay, and they choose to put a Menra on the cover. You know, like that's just Something. amazing. That's just amazing. I'm kind of flipping through it now. Last, last issue or last issue. Okay. Yeah. Last episode. Well, hang on, okay. Let me pause you if we're transitioning. Um, <laughs> I was right. Elton John is playing Nothing Else Matters. He's in fact playing with Miley Cyrus. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, last episode. You will recall we spoke to Barbara Bravo, Lori Bravo of Nuclear. I from totally the thought you were going to say Barbara Bush for a second. I'm like, what? We talked to Barbara Bush? How the hell? Where was I? Yeah, for sure. We had our own little version of Metal of metal Mothers. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That, that, that regular column in Decibel. I'm looking at this month's Metal Mothers column. And they're speaking to Brenda Marotti from uh, the mother of Eric Marotti from Suffocation. Okay. The drummer of, of, of Suffocation and all that. I just wanted to mention that because he's a really cool dude, Eric. When the last time Suffocation were in town, we all kind of piled on the Suffo's bus. I was doing my interviews and all that. And I had my bottle of Jack and okay. We we all polished that that off, and it's like, well, I'm all out of Jack. Eric went into the bus's fridge. He pulls out another bottle and says, "Well, Snowy, I guess we got to drink mine now." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, set him up, my friend. Set him up, yeah. That's amazing. Excellent stuff. Yeah, yeah. So right now I'm flipping through it. The new Disciple magazine. Really, really cool stuff. As every issue is far and away the best, the best rag on the shelves for sure. Really cool. Um uh the Flexi Disc is from Fuming Mouth as well. Their new EP available now from Nuclear Blast. You're gonna wanna Check that out. I hit the record shops yeah, as well. Um, picked up a lot of really cool, in different different records. Okay, really interesting. Um, I picked up uh, Pestilence, the uh, Dutch death metal band, the influential death metal band from, from back in the day, the old Roadrunner days when Roadrunner was sucking up all those bands. Well, like the same time when... Uh, Fear Factory got picked up and all that. Fear Factory got lumped in with Pestilence and all that. The strength of their demo tapes, the Dysentery and the Penance demos were what got Pestilence signed. Well, I picked up this really cool uh, vinyl copy of those two demos put pressed together called Dysentery Pe Penance. Really, really cool stuff. It showed, it showed like, okay, there's the mighty pestilence that we know and love today, yeah. which their new record just recently dropped and all that. But this, this is the the young pestilence, the young dumb and full of cum 
pestilence that we really know and love from back in the day. So I grabbed that, really digging that. Our good buddies in Exhumed, Mr. Matt Harvey. We've had him on the show many times. Good friend of not only the show, but a good friend of ours as well. They put out this really cool covers compilation. And here we are. Once again, we're going full circle. Going, to, we're, ta- we're talking about the, bl- the blacklisted record, okay? Yeah. With the covers from Metallica and all that. Well, <laughs> last weekend... I bought. I found a really cool um, copy of Exhumed Garbage Days re-regurgitated on vinyl, and really? that is kind of that is Exhumed's. That's their version of the 598 oh, record EP, wow. okay. where it's just them doing cover songs. They yeah. they they redo a, a Zeppelin, a Metallica, a Master, a Siege, a GBH, Sadist, Pentagram. All sorts of really cool stuff, and it just goes to show, or it just it it showcases Matt Harvey's influences and why why Exhumed are such a wicked band. So I was really stoked to slap that on as well. I grabbed a. Uh, They're coming to is get that, you. I was going to say, is that you or is that? Nope, uh, that's, that's outside. you. Holy shit. <laughs> okay okay i grabbed this really cool seven inch ep called murders among us where it's uh four songs four cool bands from the new york hardcore scene life's blood nausea absolution and born against i grabbed this i grabbed this okay as you as our you know, our regular listeners will um will remember that here in Winnipeg, <clears throat> excuse me, um, propaganda vocalist Chris Hanna, okay, he's selling some of his personal records and his personal collection through Brad Skabinski from Eye and Ear Control, who, as you may recall, we had him on, I guess, about a month ago. He's selling his personal collection, okay, through, through that. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm going through all this. Boom. Okay, I want that EP. That looks that is some absolutely fantastic stuff. And it was and finally my record shopping trip was complete and I'm a little embarrassed to say this. I probably shouldn't be admitting it to all of our listeners and to the metal world in general. I finally bought my first Wendy o. Williams album. Wow. I don't think I own a single one either. When- <laughs> okay, but this is this is you know like it's fucking Wendy Williams, like yeah. one of the most influential, you know. And I don't I don't want to stereotype. I don't want to use the word female and all that, but she's she basically is. She's an icon. Definitely, definitely, and she's just influenced another entire generation of female um, metal and punk artists and all that and it's just it's the first record that i finally picked up with her it was her debut release called wow w-o-w wendy o williams which was produced by gene simmons i think ace freely contributed some guitar on it as well and i recently found out that west beach okay from the plasmatics wendy o williams first band 
and yeah. the legendary plasmatics. He has West Beach. He has a credit on I think on a he he helped co-write a Kiss song really on the Asylum record. I just recently I was listening to the Metal Priestesses podcast. Go look that up. I'll let you know because that's okay, that's like yeah. my favorite Kiss record too. I, I think yeah it was the song on this the the Asylum record where he was talking about how Gene had heard something from the plasmatics and he said well here i want to um i want to do something similar to that and he just got beach to help rewrite a song and all that well west beach from the pleasure now he has a credit on a, on on a kiss record <laughs> okay so west beach that's who i'm looking for right yeah i see desmond child howard rice jean bovere if i'm pronouncing it right um Oh, West Beach loves a deadly weapon. Oh, that's, that's a it. good yes. one. Yes, that's it. That's it. Yes, every loves every a deadly weapon. All oh, that. Wow. There is this really cool <sighs> website, and I want to have Elizabeth that that moderates this website yeah. that basically does it. Okay, it's called Hear Her Roar. Okay, where it, it it's it's a it's it's basically a feminist website that deals with heavy music. I just they, read about that somewhere. Right on, right on. Well, where they have it? they have this really cool podcast called Metal Priestesses, where okay. they interview female artists, you know, from the metal and just the rock scene in general. They've How had about Susie Men in Drag. Is that okay? <laughs> I don't know. Talk to Elizabeth. And all that. They just it's a really cool podcast. They've had everyone from Susie Quattro to Death Metal Singers to um Kathy Valentine from the Go Go's, um from the Bangles as well. Like there's just it's just it's just it's a fantastic podcast. And it's basically influenced by Wendy O. Williams. Wow. And every every year Okay, they've had this is the second time they've had West Beach on because they have a tribute to Williams, you know, once a year and all that. So when I heard that, I thought, holy shit, like, wow, he's got a kiss credit. Aaron's gonna really dig this. I love when I can learn something new about Kiss and especially mm-hmm. something like that that just makes them even cooler to me. Oh, for sure. I just for sure, I, for sure. I love this band. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I've loved them since I was a teenager. I'll keep loving them. And finding out stuff like this is like, oh, yeah, screw the rest of you. <laughs> oh. And finally, I got some really cool records across my desk. I want to focus on Australia's Mental Cavity. Their new record, Mass Rebel Infest, available now. And this band, I really, I'm really diving in deep with them because, um, okay, yeah, they have the death thrash sound, but if you, if if you like your death thrash kind of mixed in with a little bit of discharge influence type D beat, then it's something that you're going to really dig. Like we 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 played a lot of victims on this show. And it's kind of like if victims, like really, really dug death metal, you would probably find out 
a good idea of what mental cavity is as well. Like I mentioned on the cover of the new Disciple magazine, Amenra, their record, D. Dorn, came across my desk. And it's it's really interesting stuff. It's, it's, it's that, like, Relapse record is really good for finding that artist that defies genres, okay, that you can't quite categorize, you can't quite pin down because they kind of make, make a really cool a musical stew one one second amenra is really atmospheric and another time they're really going balls out and so that record came across my desk and i think i'm going to sit down give the cover story uh of the once over while listening to this new record again so let's get to some tunes here how about that new mental cavity record let's go okay going through it's like okay i knew going in advance okay i have to play this band it's really cool stuff what song do i use when i saw the title fractured anvil Dude, now that is a heavy metal song title right there. This is Mental Cavity with Fractured Anvil. Yeah. 
Love's a deadly weapon. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I gotta stop bringing up Kiss. Yeah, man. On this show, <laughs> I just, dude, it's making my day. And and like I said, this is one of my favorite albums. Like, I'm just staring at this track list. I'm like, what a killer track list. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Well, what was a killer record as well is exhumed garbage days re regurgitated and that was their version of sieges drop dead okay now this is this is kind of i don't want to say it gets confusing or anything okay but this is exhumed yes covering siege right the song drop dead okay and that's the song title that the band who we've had on the show, and we recently played them as well. The band Drop Dead got their moniker from that Siege song that Exhumed is covering. This feels like a Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing here. (laughs) It is. Mind blown. Okay, maybe I'm over-exaggerating it a little bit, but hey. Well, it's, it's like Friday. on a Friday night. My, my mind's kind of blown. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, your mind is going to be blown when you hear this really cool new record called Metal Queens. Okay. You'll recall earlier this year, we got on the horn and had a really cool chat with one Marta Gabriel from crystal viper their latest record the cult was released we got on the horn with her and we had a fantastic chat and she's she's just an amazing person to talk with she's just so energetic and just loves talking just about metal to anyone it seems like she's just she's just that type of interview okay and she's just a fantastic person so when we had the opportunity to talk to her again, we jumped all over it because she was just put out this really wicked new covers album. Okay, now a lot of a lot of bands are kind of stationary right now with the pandemic. Not much is going on. Miss Gabriel, though, wanted to stay busy. So okay, they have the new record and all that. They can't really toured and all that she did the press junket and all that what else can we do well how about this she sat down she selected about a dozen really cool songs from some of her artists some of the artists that influenced her that made her the great musician that she is today and made this amazing covers compilation called metal queens Okay, that alone, being a good Canadian boy, kind of got my attention because the name Metal Queens, okay, was obviously a nod to the classic metal song or the, the classic metal album Metal Queen by good Canadian girl Lee Aaron. Obviously, like you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows who Lee Aaron is. And all that. So definitely that got my attention. So as I'm giving, as this record came across my desk, I'm giving it a spin. And she's got some cool songs here from Black Lace, from Wendy aforementioned, Wendy Williams, from Hellion, Warlock, Acid, 
oh my god, this record is fantastic. We get the word. Hey, man, do you want to speak to Marta again? I know you just recently to her again and all that, but it's like, after giving that record a spin, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So this Oh, darn, if we have to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So once again... I sat down with Marta earlier this week to talk all things Metal Queens. Good stuff, good stuff. Available July 30th via listenable records to get us to that wicked chat with Marta. How about we drop a track from one of these? I I don't know. Black Lace. They were kind of one of those bands, kind of like a more hard rock, straight up 80s metal, who never really caught on outside of the underground. Once again, I think like Fear Factory and all that, okay? They had a sound that catered to one audience but caught another. I don't think Black Lace, who should have been huge in the mainstream, never really got out of the underground. They had a wicked debut record, and of course, a great musician like Marta Gabriel is going to know the greatness of a band like this. And she covered Black Lace's Call of the Wild. Great stuff, great stuff. From, so, from Marta Gabriel's new release, Metal Queens. This is her version of Black Lace's Call of the Wild.
First of all, before we jump into the meat of the matter with this interview, it would be kind of a good idea if we followed up on the last time, just earlier this year, you and I sat down and do this. Um, what was the response from the record The Cult? Uh, it was actually very good, you know, uh, we didn't know what to expect because, uh, as I probably mentioned before, we recorded this album in completely different environment as our previous albums. It was also our first album with our new drummer and so on. Everything was completely different, but it c turned out that our fans loved the album and in general, it got a very nice response which made us super, super happy and excited to work on the next project. Right on, right on. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I remember I remember our chat and giving the record a spin on the show was absolutely fantastic. This record, though, is going to be um, somewhat different, shall we say. Uh, Metal Queens, July 30th, from Listenable Records. Um... And I'll have already kind of gone into the whys and wherefores of it, but uh, maybe give me give us your thoughts. Like, what's the idea and the inspiration behind this? Uh, you know, uh, after we finished uh, the Cult album last year, we didn't want to sit and do nothing and to complain that we have nothing to do. We started to work on the next project, and Metal Queens was actually one of them. I simply came up with, uh, with the idea to maybe start working on my solo projects and, and so on. And I came up with the idea to record uh, a metal album, heavy metal album, with my favorite singers from heavy metal genre. And, um, you know, this is a kind of my tribute to my personal metal queens, to, to female vocalists from the genre of heavy metal that I really admire and I really like. And um, please don't get me wrong, because I love uh, both male and female vocalists in heavy metal, but I wanted to do something special to, to simply to record an album with female vocalists. It's not a big, big secret that I am a huge fan of uh, female voices in heavy metal, especially in, in old school classic heavy metal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's it. And what else? Recording cover songs for me is like showing to the outside world who I am musically. What is my musical DNA? What are my inspirations? Where I'm coming from musically? And actually, this is what we do with Crystal Viper for years. Uh, at the moment. And the other thing is that music, you know, makes our lives better and more, more enjoyable. So, yeah, these were the main reasons why I decided to do that. Right on, right on. I've given it a spin. It's a lot of, lot of fantastic stuff. A lot of great artists you've chosen to cover. Like, is it just as simple as I really like this artist so I want to do it? Or is there something a little more to it? Um... This is as it is, you know, these are my simply my favorite favorite bands with female vocalists, you know, with ladies behind the microphone. Of course, when I was choosing songs for this album, the the first original list was 
much longer. But I knew that we want to release this album on vinyl as well, so I had to limit myself only to 10 or 11 songs. So the, it was actually the very one, the only difficulty for me to choose only 10 or 11 songs because the list was much longer. <laughs> and those songs and those bands are things that I actually listen on daily basis. This, this is the music that I listen. So I actually didn't need a lot of time to find, you know, to, to create that list. Did you have you heard any feedback from the original artists yet about it? Uh, yeah, for from some of them, yes. And um, but to be honest, uh, I cannot wait to hear from. It would be cool to hear from you know all of them. I know it's not possible because well, it's not possible. Mm -hmm. But uh, I already heard from uh, from Kate from Acid for example, mm -hmm. and I know she loved it. I heard from a uh, vocalist from Black Lives, so... Oh, right on. And I, and I also know that uh, girls from Rock Goddess are waiting to hear it because they <laughs> post even an info on the, the Facebook page <laughs> that I recorded the cover song. So this is, you know, super exciting stuff for me. Right on, yeah, yeah, for me too, because I believe what was the first single, me being a good Canadian boy, eh, when I saw you were doing, you know, Lee Aaron's Metal Queen, I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I was exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. And while I've never had Lee Aaron on the show yet, I have met her a couple times, if you haven't, and she's a fantastic girl, for sure. And for, for sure, she's a fantastic singer with such a beautiful voice. Mm -hmm. I would love to he see her one day on stage singing this, you know, hard rock stuff from the 80s. That would be well, that's so gonna, great. That's going to be the incentive to get you to Canada here and cross, cross the country so I could see Crystal Viper live and we can do this in person. I definitely have to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. For so, sure. So, sounds like a plan. <laughs> right on. <laughs> right on. So, you have enough material and enough ideas for Volume 2 down the line? Metal Queen's Volume 2? Of course. There are plenty of songs that I couldn't record for the Metal Queen's album. So, you know, I would love to record Part 2. But, you know, time will show. Let's see if, if people will like it. But I have a feeling that it will turn out that I will record part two because, you know, so far I'm getting a little bit of response from, from, uh, from different people. And as far as I know, they really like the album. And I actually started, uh, I, I already recorded some offers to get Metal Queen's project on tour. So, yeah, that would be fantastic to play those songs live. This is the idea that, that, I, that I actually like a lot. Have you heard from any female artists, like, in your, that would be in your shoes, doing Crystal Viper songs? Have you heard anything like that yet? Um, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <Not> yet? <laughs> But I've heard some cover songs performed by other bands, right but on. not 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 female vocalists so far. Right on. Well, that's the first step. That's the first step. With with the expression though, female fronted, like at one time, like 
when I was a lot younger and all that, like that was that was that was that was a description, you know, as like warlock, female fronted metal and all that. Time times have changed, and that expression is a little kind of passe, shep, shall we say? Are you? Did you going into this? Were you concerned about any? sort of backlash saying like metal is metal it doesn't matter who's singing it um you know i i recently noticed that people are using female fronted metal label just to describe band with a female vocalist you know with a girl behind the microphone Mm -hmm. and this is like it's not like that because there are so many genres of metal so let me put it that way. Someone can say that Nightwish and Chastain are female fronted metal, but these two are completely different bands. This is completely different genre of music and so on. So like, I wouldn't say maybe it's passe because sometimes it might be a hint for a fan, you know, for, mm. for, a, for a person who simply like female voices in metal music, but let's use it only as a hint, not to describe, you know, not to put all metal bands with girl behind the microphone to one box, because this is just not, not, not right. But, you know, for me, for example, it will, it, it's cool to say like, um, female fronted metal, when you are using the, the genre, together with it female fronted metal it's a you know that's classic heavy metal band with female vocalist i i just don't know it is it's so confusing for me you know it's like i'm using it from time to time as well but i always add the what kind of genre i have on mind mm-hmm. but um you know for me it would be like saying that's some band is made from that metal. <laughs> it's, it, it simply makes no sense to me. Let's just, it, it would be perfect for me to name the genre as it is, not to name it because of the right. uh, fact there is a woman or, or a man behind the microphone, because it makes no sense completely. Right, right. Because I've I've played Crystal Viper on this show, and then I've I've played brutal black metal like Osagram on the show, and they're very different. <laughs> very different for sure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I was really impressed by the the guests from Name Musicians you've had come on and play. You've had like John Gallagher from Raven, Harry Conklin from Jack Panzer, Todd Michael Hall from Riot. Um, how did you go about getting these guys? Um, I know all of them. We are, we are with, with Todd and with Harry. We are good friends, long-term friends. We met a long, long time ago and we actually already recorded uh, some stuff in the past. Um, Todd was a guest vocalist uh, on one of Crystal Viper albums. We recorded a Thundersteel cover song from Riot, and as Todd was Riot's vocalist back then, I thought it would be a cool idea to invite him, and he agreed, and our voices sounded so nice together, um, and I really loved the final result of us two singing this song. Later, together with Todd, we recorded a cover song of a pop song, you know, from the Star is Born movie, Shallow. Mm-hmm. And we also did it together. And with Todd, we are friends for a long, long time. We've met a couple of years ago when I was 
tour guitarist for American band Jack Stars Burning Star, and Todd was their vocalist back then. So right. this is how I met Todd. It was it was actually a long time ago. <laughs> and with Harry, I met Harry also a long time ago, probably in Greece after one of the live shows he played with one of his bands, Titan Force or Jack Panzer. I don't. I don't remember exactly, but Harry was also a guest vocalist on one, Christoph on one of Christopher Viper albums. It was probably Possession album. And um, regarding Metal Queen's album, when I when I decided to record um, Light in the Dark from Justin, I thought that Harry's voice will sound very nice with this song because the style of Chastain reminds me a little bit of uh, of Jack Panzer's style. And again, I, I really like how, how I sound together with Harry. So we did that together. And um, regarding John, um, we are in touch because uh, last year we were about to go on tour together. Raven, Crystal Viper and Wolf from Sweden. This tour didn't happen and I have no idea when it's gonna happen. It was rescheduled so many times, but, and, but, we, are still, but we are in touch and so on. And I thought that it would be a cool idea to invite another bass player because, you know, I recorded bass guitar for, for the Metal Queens album. And I thought that it would be kind of unusual idea to invite another bass player. And I absolutely love what John is doing on stage. He's like <laughs> amazing. What, what the, the things he is doing on with his instrument and with himself on stage in general. Raven, this is one of the greatest bands that I've seen live. Every and I've seen and I've seen seen them a couple of times already. And every time I had this feeling that. In one moment, stage will start to burn, literally. <laughs> they are so amazing. And, you know, I invited male uh, artists because I didn't want it to make this album to sound so obvious. And if I would invite my female uh, colleagues, it, it, it would be so obvious for this kind of an album, you know? Mm -hmm. And with them, they may, I, I think they made it more interesting, more unusual. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yes, Raven is one of the all-time... All three of these bands, absolute legends. For sure, for sure. And you've kind of touched upon my last question when you were talking about going out on the road with Raven and it not happening. With the world kind of hopefully opening up soon, I know in the U.S. live shows and tours have been announced, what's going to be going on with Crystal Viper in the next year? I don't know. Really, I don't know. Everything here in Europe is changing from one week to another. Seriously. So we started to plan some live shows and so on, but no one knows actually if they if they will happen. And um, but it looks like next month uh, we will see each other for the first time since uh, the March last year because we haven't seen each other for it's for 16 months with Crystal Viper. Mm -hmm. So we are pretty excited because we will see each other probably next month. Let's keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> and um, yeah, we are working on some uh, more stuff musically. Of course, we keep ourselves busy. So please keep on keep on take a look from time to time or on our social media because we will be announcing some very cool stuff very soon.
Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
Remember Hellion and and Boleyn? Really, really cool band. I guess yeah. their heyday was the mid '80s. Really cool metal band. She was also so um, doing oh, right off the top of my head. She did the um, New Renaissance record label that basically brought Sepultura to uh, to North America way back in the day. Well. That is Anne Boleyn's own band, Hellion, from the Screams in the Night album, Bad Attitude. And we dropped that track because that is one of the songs that Martyr redid for a whole new generation. Now, everyone, okay, that's a fan of Crystal Viper, a fan of Marta. You've bought the Metal Queens album Going to give a little homework to all of our listeners. Go back. Grab the track listing and all that. Go back wherever you're going to find your music and all that. And just give all of the originals a listen. You know, because there's a lot of history in this record. And Miss Gabrielle just pays it. Like, the tribute that she pays it is spot on. And it's heartfelt. And it just it it makes me want to pull out all these songs again and give them all a listen. And I give giving you guys a head start with Hellion right now. And of course, we had to drop a track from the new Crystal, the latest Crystal Viper record. That is the title track with the Cult. Once again, July thirtieth, listenable listenable records. The good folks. At listenable, I should say, good friends of the show. Check out Marta Gabriel's Metal Queens compilation album. Fantastic stuff, fantastic stuff. Well, my friend, this week we didn't really have a topic. You know, we didn't get together and say, hey, you want to talk about this? Well, this is going on, whatever. But I said, you know what? There is some cool stuff that I do kind of want to throw out there and um, share with our listeners, maybe get their thoughts and opinions on it. But there's a lot of cool stuff that's happening. In this September, courtesy of the Hell's Headbangers record, the mighty Nunslaughter are dropping a new record called Red is the Color of ripping death <laughs> only a guy like dawn of the dead okay could come up <laughs> with with a uh with an album a title like that and it's so cool it's so cool that dawn's putting this new album out with the good folks at hell those headbangers okay but not only are is nunslaughter busy with a new record there's a lot going on in their camp of course their compilation series devil's conjuries okay we've talked about it on the show and we played you know we played a lot of nun slaughter in the past and they just they, they put out so many releases you look up nun slaughter on the metal archives the encyclopedia metallium and all that and just see all the eps the splits the live albums they've done you're scrolling your arm your fingers get tired from scrolling like all their complete discography 
Fortunately, they do have these this series of compilation albums, Devil's Con- Con- Conjuries. Well, they're at volume four now, which is going to be released later this year. And there's about, like, every one of these series are double albums. Like, there's like 30, 40, 50 songs on all of them. So that's really cool. Looking forward to that. And as well, a really cool split seven incher with Unholy Grave. It's like, holy shit. Like, Nonslaughter and Unholy Grave on the same seven incher. I am definitely down for that. I know so, you're not. Speaking oh, of Nunslaughter. What's red and white and black all over? No, shit. Black and white and red all over. Black and white and red all over. Yeah. I feel I should know this. Two nuns in a chainsaw fight. (laughs) Okay. Dude, that's the type of joke that I would have told like when we were in the third grade. Well, for Father's (laughs) Day, I was given a book of dad jokes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and right that on. was one of them. And I'm like, well, I know the audience for this joke. <laughs> yes, yes. There is a Facebook um, group. It's just called Dad Jokes. Okay, Mrs. Snowy loves these this this type of humor. Like, it just what whatever it makes her go. Oh, God, she loves that stuff. Dude, me too. And so every once in a while, like maybe once a week, once the site, once the group has enough new material, we're just sitting in the living room having coffee, listening to tunes, and I'll go to that group and just read off one dad joke after another, and she just busts a gut. Uh, I'm going to have to remember (laughs) your nun slaughter joke there as well right on right on i know you're not much of a horror film fanatic ah i I, you know like i go back and forth like i used to really enjoy them and there was a a period of my life where i would go see everything and then i just stopped and and i think it was around the time when things like the saw movies started coming Ah. and it's because that stuff felt too real yeah, just there's a reason why, like, there's a reason they called it torture porn, where it's just, it's just mindless. Okay, like the first saw is a classic. The first hostel is a classic. Okay, but then there's just so many other, you know, filmmakers jumped on the whole torture porn and all that, and it's only good in small doses. You're, you're, you're right. It's just, uh, no, I can't, I can't handle human suffering just for the sake of human suffering in large doses. Yeah. Let's say, let's say. I'm with you. But and anyway. So that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the more classic, and we lost this gentleman a couple years ago, Lucio Fulci. He created in the early, the Italian filmmaker, and he created just some of the most amazing Horror films back in the day, The Gates of Hell, The Beyond, Manhattan Baby. It just, oh, just a fantastic filmmaker. Okay, there's documentaries about this gentleman now. The individual, the musician that kind of 
made a lot of the music for Lucio Fulci's films was Fabio Frizi. Okay, yeah, Fabio that name Fa- I know. Okay, well, because that name kind of popped his part of the heavy music scene because he has his project Freezy to Fulci, okay, where he goes on tour and does a lot of the Fulci music from all of the music. Freezy to Fulci will be appearing at next year's uh, Maryland Death Fest. Rock on. As well, yeah, yeah. And of course, it, if, if you, of course, our longtime listeners know I'm a big fan of Claudio Simonetti, like his band Goblin. We've had Claudio on the show. We'll definitely want to have him on again. Well, Fabio Frizi is kind of kind of the same idea as Goblin. Well, Mr. Frizi has started a new record label called Smuzzle Music, where he's re-releasing and maybe even putting out a lot of his material for the first time on to CDs. Okay, and I would really like a lot of this stuff you know, repressed onto vinyl. The very first um, release from Smuzzle Music will be um, the soundtrack to the film The Beyond. And that's going to be the first of a series. Apparently, it's looking like the aforementioned Gates of Hell and Manhattan Baby are going to be on the docket as well. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, like, you know, metal is great. We all love it, of course, and all that. But I'm really, really digging like just horror film soundtracks, just in general. And I don't mean, you know, the the songs, the metal songs licensed out for the trick or treats or whatever. I'm talking about the actual music for the movies. You know that that Claudio is so good at that Fabio Frizi is so good at. See, and this is why I want to have a t- that conversation about metalheads have a more diverse palette of music than the average normie. I think so, yeah. Because, you know, I really love and enjoy classical music, and that's possibly where I started, um, <laughs> you know, before even pop music and stuff. But... You know, as metalheads, I mean, especially horror soundtracks, we can really get into that. Oh, you know, definitely. Because it's it's the same principles, just different instrumentation. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, sure, I totally yeah. hear you on that sort of stuff. Like, there's some of the stuff I can really enjoy. I mean, who doesn't love Jaws? Oh, John Williams is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there is a lot of. There's a lot of metalheads that I know personally, or like uh, metal musicians, okay, that are in established bands that I've kind of gotten to know personally, okay, that are hugely influenced by John Carpenter. A guy, a guy like Slasher Dave from Acid Witch, okay, he's doing his own, you know, soundtrack albums, you know, for movies that don't exist, but he's doing his own releases influenced by Claudio Simonetti, like from like influenced by John Carpenter, by John Williams. That's awesome. You know, like, it's it, it is. And that's a great idea, dude. We're gonna start um we should really uh we should really consider that 
in the very near future for a discussion, like other types of music that metalheads really dig because you're right. You're right. There's a lot of artists that I remember from in the eighties. It's like, why am I noticing a lot of metalheads like this artist? Hmm. So for sure, for sure. That is something to talk about before we get into some tunes and get in tonight's indie spotlight. I wanted to say hello and happy birthday to Mr. Sean Frazier. Today, as we speak, it is his birthday. And as you recall, a little while ago, we had Mr. Frazier on. He guest hosted an episode, and he is a scribe of Decibel Magazine, and he's the main man behind Wise Blood Records as well we've played all you know a lot of the artists off that album had him on great guy hello happy birthday we definitely want to have him on again and play much more awesome music from wise blood records speaking of awesome music how about we drop a track now from the mighty nun slaughter they did a really cool cover you of course you remember septic death mr pusshead his amazing hardcore band nun slaughter covered their song a terror rain this is the mighty nun slaughter covering septic death terror rain <laughs> Let's go! 
Right on, right on. I've actually been... I, I don't know why I've been itching to play. I know, I know why they're an awesome band. I don't know why I haven't gotten to this earlier, but that is Italy's Fulci with opening the Hell Gates. Now, what Fulci is, is a really cool underground, brutal band whose basically their whole existence seemed to revolve around the wonderful works of the aforementioned filmmaker Lucio Fulci and their album Opening the Gates of Hell or Opening the Hell Gates is all about the movie The Gates of Hell or City of the Living Dead as well as that as that album that album that movie is called in various different countries as well that's actually a band fulci that i would love to get on the show maybe sometime around halloween there are so many great bands you know that you know because the horror and metal they just kind of seem to go hand in hand and all that so I feel definitely like this year we need to get a jump and start in september because Okay, sounds we, good. We've been talking all year <clears throat> about all this stuff we want to do for Halloween, and then there's just not near enough time in October. <clears throat> no, no. When you have a life and other things yeah. to do and all that, so yeah, I'm <clears throat> I'm all for yeah. As soon as summer ends, we'll jump right in. All right, here on this show in 2021, fall season doesn't exist. It's just going. From summer to Halloween to winter to New Year's. I, I mean, think that Halloween is fall to me, so you know. <laughs> it all works. It's the best part. It of all fall. works. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And one of the best parts about radioactive metal is our indie spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. For tonight's Indie Spotlight, I want to give a hello and horns up to good friend of the show, Graven McCain. He is the host of Graven's Metal Vault where you can listen every Tuesday on Tattoo Metal Radio. Not only is Mr. McCain a really cool guy, you know, great great DJs doing his part, like Radioactive Metal, you know, to get the metal out there in his own twisted way. He's also a really cool, kick-ass vocalist. His band... Chosen by Sin, they have a new track, Irrelevant, recently dropped, courtesy of Bandcamp. And when he called me up and said, hey, Snowy Man, like my band is ready, got this cool new song. What do you say? I said, for you, dude, why not? Let's let's do it. So record came across my desk, gave it a spin. Really good stuff. Let's giver from the very metal uh, world of ohio this is in tonight's indie spotlight chosen by sin with irrelevant 
www.chosenbysin.bandcamp.com to grab a copy of that wicked new tune by Chosen by Sin. And once again, be sure to check out Graven's Metal Vault on Tattoo Metal Radio on Tuesday nights. Great stuff, great stuff. Well, my friend... 
We pulled through another one. We did it. <laughs> we did it, hopefully. And we did it all in one piece. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, my neighbor just likes to bang on the wall when he wants to get a hold of me about four o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. <laughs> um, but the good news is I was still up playing music. Thank goodness. <clears throat> and he shouted, can we have a little respect, a please? I said, hey, here's some Aretha Franklin just for you. <laughs> just kidding. And here's my wife some Cerebral Rod next. Exactly, <laughs> right? I don't always listen to metal, but when I do, so do the neighbors. Anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this episode... If you're listening to it on a Thursday, it's the last time you'll hear it on a Thursday on mm-hmm. PureRockRadio.net. Moment of silence. <sighs> Rich, thank you for everything. It's been a hell of a ride. I can't believe you put up with our ship for this long. I'm glad that we're the reason you could shut down because we fulfilled all your radio dreams of being on the Radioactive <laughs> Metal Podcast. And that's why you had to, you know, end Pure Rock Radio and go out on a um, high note. So hopefully you are listening to this on purerockradio.net on June 30th for the last time. And you drink a beer, you pour one out for Radioactive Metal and Pure Rock Radio. But have no fear because you can still hear us all the time. Um, RadioactiveMetal.org has all the back episodes. You can go to iTunes, get everything there. Leave us a review. Tell us you hate us. It's fine. Tell us you love us. Tell the world you love us. Go to pretty much any place that has a podcast and you're going to find us. Snowy and I were doing some searches last week and we were kind of surprised. We're like, Mm. did you submit this? I'm like, no. I I, I didn't do that. What happened? Exactly. So. We're like a rash spreading across the internet. You'll find us in the strangest places. But, you know, rather than scratch, just put on a set of headphones and enjoy it. Um, You can also check us out on Spotify, thanks to the fine folks at the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. It's a great place. Check out pictures and more at radmetal666 for Instagram. That does happen to be our Twitter. The only thing we've done there lately is retweet stuff. I couldn't tell you what I retweeted. But yeah, it I don't, felt I don't important. think I've ever tweeted anything. It's just not my thing. Um Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to love Twitter. I don't know what happened. Um No, you know what? I think I know what happened. It's all the fucking drama like Facebook. That's why I like uh Instagram and I hate that Facebook bought Instagram because it's becoming way less fun. But Instagram in the beginning was just pictures of stuff right. I like to look at. Well, that's the idea. Fun, yeah. you know. <clears throat> but anyway, so those are the places you get us. You can also drop us a line, radmetal666 at gmail.com. And then, of course, let's say that, you know, you want to test the postal service, the parcel. You'd like to write a letter old school. Maybe you'll even get a feather and um, India ink to dip it in. You'll cut the end of that feather real sharp and light a candle and write by candlelight on parchment Mm. paper. 
And you can mail that letter to Snowy if you give us your address because we'll give you his and you guys can exchange um, letters. I'm like, dear Snowy, doth thou listen to Methyl? You know? <laughs> it sounds good to me, yeah. Exactly. So that's, old, that's yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. The old-fashioned way, like the old pen bangers and the old Metal Forces magazine. Yeah, there we go. That's how we used to do it back back in the day. And if you want to do that again, not only would I would love to exchange old-fashioned letters with our listeners, but I also remember those cool demo days. We've gotten, you know, we're even here on the show the last couple of years we've been we've been stepping up on our demo days playing uh playing some tracks from back in the day if you want to set me up with a good old-fashioned demo whether it's your band your buddy's band your mom's band or whatever by all means please and we'll uh just for that because we like to help those that help themselves set us up you know with an old-fashioned demo and we'll knock you to the top of the list for our indie spotlight because we got bands all over the world dude like they just they all want a piece of of that segment and it's been like that for years and it always will be so let's hear from you you know what we need to do like to cross off the bucket list for this show we need to broadcast as a pirate radio station (laughs) sure sure we do a live broadcast. We do it like in... Have you seen the movie Pump Up the Volume with Christian uh, Slater? Uh, this, the second you said pirate radio, that immediately entered my head. I love that, right? Happy Harry Hardon wearing only a cock ring. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'll wear. Hopefully you'll wear the same thing. Because um, we'll get matching ones. You know. There we go. But, um, go. you know, we'll, we'll, Be- we'll because- do pirate radio. Yeah. If you don't have matching cock rings, are you really friends? I, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so many people just don't understand that. Jeez. That's right. But yeah, I, I feel like that's what we need to do. We need to do pirate radio. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah raise the good. Jolly Roger. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check us out. You mentioned the Shining Wizard, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Right. Hell yeah. You want to, if you're checking us out there, be sure as well. There's a number of really cool um, podcasts. It's basically a pro wrestling network, but there is, you know, there's pop culture, there's music, there's all sorts of really cool stuff. Not only radioactive metal, but there's a really cool wrestling podcast as well a couple really cool guys here in the great white north wrestling night in canada your cool uncle snow if you haven't had enough of me and you need some more this week you're going to want to check us out there as well um to get us on out of here if unless is there anything else that we need to share what else you got anything I feel like that's it. I don't know. Okay. Well, once again, as you heard, yeah, yeah. As you heard at the top of the hop, we we lost one Doug Inglis from the mighty Gatto, who was with Gatto from 2000 to 2008. Unfortunately, 
I didn't get a chance to meet Mr. Inglis or have him on or speak with him and all that. When Gatto came through Winnipeg, when we had Greg Gottowitz on, and I don't think Mr. Inglis was a part of the band, but um, we have, we're going to give our condolences out to the Inglis family in the meantime and in between time. That's it. This has been a New Queens episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Stoy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. But before we go, oh, 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 hold on, hold on. The aforementioned Amenra, really cool stuff. Their new record available now and on the cover of Decibel magazine. Let's go out with the first single from that record. This is D. Eversman. Ik in het vrije huis.
geweest en heers ik op dit open erf tot ik sterf. Ik neem afscheid van dit stervend lichaam, dit stervend hart, de dagen zwart. Ik verlies me in het vuur elk uur, het grote lijden tegemoet, te voet, met jou erbij. En ik hou moed, verrezen, de hemel in geprezen, onze tijd, samen, de eenzaamheid, al mijn liefde gegeven. Ik loop het onzichtbaar licht tegemoet en ik hou moed. Verbrand de stilte, verbrand de eenzaamheid. En op de as van wat toen was, is nu gebouwd ons allerhuis. huis.